Second episode six, week six of the Ice Cap Insights Podcast. My name is Greg McAfee. I'm the sports editor here at the Tribune Chronicle and Vindicator, two of the longest running newspapers in the Mahoney Valley. And I'm here with YSU beat reporter Joel Wetzel. Uh, the Penguins are two and two. The basketball season's quickly approaching, almost a, a month away. Almost a month away, um, like a month so and two days. It was it's five. It was five weeks on Monday and. If you call a month 30 days, then a month from Friday. It's like November 7th. November, yeah, November 7th is opening so, day for both teams. And today's the 5th. So, about so a, Yeah, so about, about a month, month. About a month. month and a couple days. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Penguins, YSU football. First of all, Joel, Joel, how you doing today, man? I'm you, good. You didn't it, have to like really cover any games. You didn't have to go to any game on Saturday. No, I, it was an office night, which I, sometimes it's nice. Usually that's like my least favorite nights of the week is when yeah. i'm stuck in here but yeah um yeah i, I feel you that i mean i do it every day I, <laughs> I that's why i did not apply for your position <laughs> um but it was an interesting interesting game on saturday obviously the um penguins were out west at, at north dakota state um they come away with a 27 to 14 loss mm-hmm. somewhat what we expected um a little bit closer than you expected. Kind of what I mean. I, any surprises in, or anything like that? In the paper, I think I had it at thirty-one to thirteen. So yeah. I yeah. right around what I anticipated. Um, I think that game had a chance to become a blowout. Good on YSU for digging in, and I'm, I'm not going to say getting back into the game, but at, at least not allowing it to reach a point of man, we're getting the doors blown out here. So. Uh, you kind of figured they'd they'd drop that game, and you kind of figured at the beginning of the season they'd be two and two going into yeah. Into the rest I think of this that's kind of what we we predicted at I, the beginning of the season was two and two. I think everybody on earth probably figured, yeah, yeah. You, you're probably looking at two and two, and then quote unquote the real season gets underway. So yeah. I, we're entering the critical stretch now. Yeah, um, obviously somewhat of a David versus Goliath situation out there in the Fargo Dome. Um, but there, I mean, there were some good things. There were some bad things from what it seemed like. One thing that stuck out to me just from looking at the box score, we talked about it heading into the heading into the game, but North Dakota State had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten players carry the, the ball, ball on and, Saturday. And of those, five had at least six carries. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, that's just what they do, man. Yeah. They just keep coming and mm-hmm. coming, and it, it's – Tough to stop. It's like a battery ram almost. Yeah, but I mean, the Penguins held up. I mean, decently. They averaged four point. North Dakota State averaged four point nine yards per carry. Rushed for a total of two hundred twenty-seven yards and three touchdowns. But I mean, uh, that four, that's their strength. I that, mean, that's what they do well. That four point nine yards per carry is the second lowest they've yeah. been held to through however many games they played, five or six. So, yeah, I mean, you. The run defense for YSU we knew was the strength. Yeah. It, it proved again this is what they're good at. I, I think that will be the staple of this YSU defense the rest of the season now it's, mm-hmm. is whether or not the the young guys in the secondary can kind of come along as the season progresses now on mm-hmm. that side of the ball. Now, the, there was one thing that I saw, and we kind of talked about it while, we were, while the game was going on on Saturday, but it just seemed like in, in crucial situations for YSU, like – third and longs and stuff like that where you have to come up with stops that's where north dakota state was kind of taking advantage of the penguins to be able to extend drives and everything like that um just i guess what'd you think about that and kind of how to improve it moving forward yeah i 
that's something I think's kind of been a struggle the last couple games. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that is who you've played. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. it, the two best teams you'll face. Um, I do think it's a little concerning from the secondary standpoint yeah. because this North Dakota State attack isn't like the world-beating passing offense they had a year ago with Christian Watson. Um, and you know, and they were out Noah Gendorf too. I mean, they didn't yeah. even have their starting tight yeah, end, yeah. and they were picking it up. You, you seemingly at will at times yeah. it like had no trouble um i think it's a matter of tightening down on your third down coverages i mean i personally observed a couple times it's like third and four or five yeah and they're playing six seven yards off the ball and, and you know you don't want to get beat beat deep but man, i don't think many teams are going to worry about beating you deep on or those maybe, situations you know four or five yards yeah. um and but I think part of that is that they're just young. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, they're still the, coming along. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the guys at the corners are all underclassmen. I believe yeah. there might be a junior in that mix, mm-hmm. but a secondary that should it stay intact, really, really good in another year or two, year goes on, and yeah. should mm-hmm. keep growing as the year goes. Um, but yeah, I, I think the third downs are a concern at this yeah. point. Obviously, always room for improvement. Something you kind of pick and choose. Or, you know, you pick out from each game. That was just kind of one thing that I saw. Um, obviously, some some positives from the game as well. Uh, one thing, you're, you're always excited to see Jaleel McLaughlin. Uh, had 150 total rushing yards, no touchdowns, 17 attempts. His biggest output against the North Dakota State run defense in his career. Oh, correct? yeah, and by, like, a huge yeah. amount, too. I think last year he had, like, right around 50 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I... I was encouraged to see the offensive line and the run game kind of do what they did, at least in the run game. I think the pass game, I mean, we knew the pass game was the big question mark. Man, it's real big now. Yeah. It's, that's kind, kind of what's holding them back, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of just seemed, I mean, we can transition into this topic now as well, but it kind of just seemed at times, in the first half at least, when, you know, watching Crenshaw, watching uh, Dimitri throw, it just seemed like he looked a little uncomfortable at times, things like that. Um, but, I mean, we, we've talked about it through the first three or four weeks of the season now. It's something that has to, they obviously have their running game. you got to be complimentary in some way, shape, or form. At least got to be able to keep teams honest. Um I mean, just kind of what you what did you see on Saturday, at least? Yeah, I, first of all, I thought North Dakota State did a good job of just getting pressure on mm-hmm. Demetric, yeah. and then in the second half, Mitch. We'll get more into the quarterback switch in a minute. Um, but I don't think Demetric has looked comfortable for two weeks now. I mean, he looked really uncomfortable at Kentucky, and then again at NDSU. Um, y- you know, Doug Phillips substituted Mitch Davidson in at half, and then kind of went with a, a different direction, and he, he told told us Tuesday, you know, sometimes you just have to hit pause and kind of collect yourself, see the game from afar, and kind of regroup before you get back out there. Whether or not that means he is out this week, we we still don't know. But uh, I, you can't fault Doug Phillips for making that decision in Fargo by any means. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of a, a situation where it seems like, all right, obviously – this kind of isn't working. Like you said, let's, let's hit pause on it. Maybe give Mitch Davidson a try. He came in. He completed, I think, 6 of yeah, 10. 6 of 10 for 87 yards and a, a touchdown. For 87 yards and a touchdown. Was um, sacked twice. But, I mean, it, it gave him a little spark late. Uh, but who knows what and, will kind of happen this coming week. And how much of that was North Dakota State just saying, yeah. we're up 18, let's just sit yeah, back. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's tough to get a read. I will be curious to see if, if Mitch – 
gets more snaps if they go to two quarterbacks. I mean, the, the whole thing with Demetric in the first place is just how much more of a threat on the ground he is than Mitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Mitch is mobile. He can move in the pocket yeah. and beat you for a first down. But Demetric can rip off a 50-yarder. We just haven't seen that this yeah. year, though. I mean, he's averaging like two yards a carry. And if, uh, frankly, if, if he's not breaking off those big runs and providing that kind of threat on the ground and he's not passing the ball well, I and mean, that's just taking out taking him out of the mix entirely on that offense. And, and right now, that position, frankly, is the thing holding them back. Yeah, I mean, you need to be able to, to beat teams one way or the other, and he just Dimitrik just kind of hasn't shown that ability. Obviously, he had a he had a pretty good game, a couple decent games at least earlier in the season, but it but just looked against I mean, who though? Yeah, I mean, exa- yeah, exactly what I'm saying. But I mean, as it goes on, I mean, he last year his strength was to be able to beat teams with his feet, and it just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like he's and, utilizing that skill set this year. No, and, and I think part of that is teams just have a whole year of film on him now that can kind of scheme around it and know how to stop him. But again, that that was the whole point was all right. They have to game plan for that, so throw the ball and make them defend different things but right now they're just not able to pass the ball yeah i mean mm-hmm. just not a good pass attack yeah so obviously uh given the situation mitch davidson played in the second half against north dakota state Demetric played in the first half so there's it obviously brings up the question all right who's starting this week against north dakota doug phillips came out in his press conference earlier this week didn't budge yeah game time decision a lot lot of words not a lot of uh, answers not yeah not a lot of answers i i I won't go so far as to say not a lot of substance because he kind of dropped a few hints. I mm-hmm. guess you could call them. You know, he mentioned if it takes two quarterbacks, we'll t- play two, and you, we're evaluating every day. Um, I don't see how you don't at least give Mitch some yeah. run mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, it, the passing game is just that poor, poor. right now. Yeah. So get into a passing situation, and even if you don't pass, even if you – Give Jaleel the ball on a halfback draw, which we have seen I mean, 50 times this year so far. At, at least make teams think this guy is going to toss the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the key. I mean, that's kind of what I was touching on earlier is that you, you, you at least got to be able to keep teams honest. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've been able to do that earlier early in the season. And I think so. If you can't do that, you got to be able. You got to try something else. You got to yeah. throw a little little wrinkle in the playbook. Obviously, you're going to give the ball to Jaleel a lot, but you got to be able to at least keep teams honest in this, the secondary. This also makes Jaleel's 150 yards all that more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, it's it's a concern. I and the the tough thing is you you trotted Demetric out there hoping he had taken a step forward. Um, What's his confidence level now? You get yeah, benched at North true. Dakota State, mm-hmm. and you're coming coming into a, frankly, a must win game at this juncture. And you know we're not at practice, but I would I would be curious to know how things have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be an interesting situation, kind of as it moves forward. But from I mean from what Doug Phillips has said, it kind of seems pretty fluid. Mm-hmm. Is that they're both getting snaps in practice to kind of see what works well and everything like just from everything i've heard and from talking to you i don't think a like a two quarterback system is completely out of the picture to be honest with you no i don't either and i think they could make that work um again mitch isn't going to rip off the big runs demetric can yeah 
Mm-hmm. Mitch is more of that gunslinger quarterback, and, and we've seen it. I mean, he had a couple near pick sixes up yeah. at NDSU, yeah, so close. <laughs> he's, not, he's not afraid to sling it even if it's tight coverage. Um, is that something you need, though, too? Like, it's something – Dimitri's not really like, like a gunslinger type guy, but is that something you might need to kind of infuse this offense, maybe give it a little spark? Maybe. I mean, they've talked a lot about how they believe Bryce Oliver is a dynamic receiver. Yeah. Latrell Fordham's a dynamic receiver. Dimitri tosses it out to them. I mean, it's not that he hasn't tried. It's just – there are there is clearly something lacking in the past game. Yeah. And I don't know that Mitch Davidson is the answer – but it, what does it hurt to try at this point? Yeah, it's like option one, option two. Which one yeah, is going to work better at this and point? Again, if you go into a two-quarterback system and you, you got Demetric in on downs, you think you can run the ball and you mix in a play action or an mm-hmm. RPO every now and again. Just to keep teams that, honest. Yeah, that, that's fine. But I, I, I think you at least should consider running Mitch in for a series at a time and, and seeing just what can this offense do what can this passing offense do? Yeah, if we put Mitch Davidson into the game, I mean, this is the time of the the season that I think they need to like. This is a pretty crucial game moving forward, where they need to get it figured out if they're gonna you it, make it, a run to the playoffs. Yeah, if they're gonna get into the FCS postseason, and I think it's a possibility they can, then that that's the key. Because yeah. a year ago at North Dakota, who you're welcoming to Stanball this Saturday, by the way. Um, they stacked the box and came back from 21 to 10 down to beat you. So I, you have to be able to take the pressure off the run game and keep teams from defending just one thing. And frankly, it held them back a year ago, probably from two or three wins. And it might hold them back again this year unless they figure it out. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I think that's a good transition into, into this Saturday. Obviously, uh, Youngstown, Tate, Youngstown State is welcoming North Dakota to Stambaugh Stadium. The Fighting Hawks are coming off of a 48-31 to 31 win over Missouri State. Um, pretty big win. Yeah, pretty well, impressive that's, win. That's a... That's a monster win because a, a lot of us figured Missouri State could make like the semis. Yeah. And not like the... And maybe even the national championship game. So I think, A, it's a really impressive one for North Dakota. I think Missouri State's kind of getting exposed right now, but we can talk more on that later. But yeah, you are getting a North Dakota team, I think, could be on a roll. But this also could be kind of a trap game for them because they get South Dakota State next week. And, you know, if they get the look aheads, maybe YSU takes advantage and gets the needed win. I mean... It, it'll be tough, though. Yeah, I mean, kickoff set for 6 p.m., so night game in Youngstown. I know we're all excited about that. Uh, but, I mean, the, the fighting they bring a, a pretty talented team into, mm-hmm. into Youngstown. Um, Tommy Schuster has kind of led a pretty balanced offense, um, North Dakota offense, who they've run the ball 166 times this year. They've passed the ball 160 times. Schuster's thrown for 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns with only two interceptions. He's passing for 226 yards per game. Is this a problem for the the Youngstown State secondary? I mean, we, we've talked about it a couple times this year where they've kind of been susceptible to making mistakes through the first to the early parts of the season. Is, is Schuster... The, probably the X factor here for, for the Fighting Hawks. Yeah, I, I think this is the week you find out once and for all, can this secondary at least hold its own? You don't need the secondary necessarily to be world beaters and shutting, you know, quote unquote, no fly zone. But you can't give up the, the kind of plays they've given up the last two weeks. 
and Schuster's a good enough quarterback that he, he can make you pay. So yeah. th- this will be a real test. Yeah, I mean, especially with, with I guess, with that susceptible secondary, I mean, it brings in the stopping the running game, putting mm-hmm. the pressure on the quarterback even more. Um, does that is there a stressing uh, uh, importance of stopping the run as well, just to try to make this North Dakota team one dimensional in a way? Yeah, I we talked to Doug Phillips Tuesday, and the thing he said is you can't defend everything that North Dakota can do because if you try to defend everything, they're just going to go for five hundred yards on you, and they they're just that balanced. So, um, the the emphasis Phillips said was you got to be fundamentally sound and stop the run first, and then you know, start worrying about Schuster. Uh, the big thing he said was Schuster is you've got to pressure him. Now, the one the one challenging thing is, he said, North Dakota can really protect Tommy Schuster in the backfield. So uh, a, a great opportunity for this front seven of YSU to show once again that it's the strength of this team. I think they're up for the challenge. The question will be, can the corners hold on long enough to be able keep to keep North Dakota yeah. at bay? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, another thing that kind of just just stands out um, about this North Dakota team is they give up 286 pass yards per game, um, which they have the 104th rated pass defense in the FCS, which goes back to our original point of the quarterbacks. Yeah, so. you know, that's the tough thing, right? Like you're you're not passing the ball well, and yeah. they are not defending the pass well. So if you, frankly, if you can figure it out and gash them you don't have to go for 200 some yards yeah. but keep them honest at least mm-hmm. keep them honest pick up some big yards or pick up some some big gains just keep them honest maybe big plays every once in a while play action stuff just you know keep that secondary not able to stack the box and to give context on that passing stat they are 108th there are 123 teams in the fcs so uh, the bottom of they the are bottom really the towards the bottom <laughs> of the pack there um now having said that They've played a couple really good passing teams. Southern Illinois can really sling the ball. Missouri State's got some studs out wide. So maybe part of that's who they've played. Um, but but again, a season ago in Grand Forks, the thing that cost YSU was not being able to pass the ball in the second half. I think was, that's going to be the question again this week. Was that the game that Demetric got hurt last year? I don't remember. Okay. I can't remember. It, it might have been one of the games he got hurt, but it, it – they were up two scores in the fourth, and North Dakota ripped off 14 unanswered to win the game. I, I, in a large part of that was the offense kind of sputtering to end the game. Let's see here. I'm looking it up. So, Demetri, you know, he, he was the only one in the pass. So, he, he was 13 for 17 for 75 yards and an interception last year. And Jaleel went off for 122 yards, but. Um, and I and I would bet almost all of those were in the first three quarters of the game. And Demetri had 60 yards rushing. So there again, they don't defend the pass well. You don't have to light it up because they give up 150 yards rushing yeah. a game, and I think Jaleel is going to go for more than that. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you can't move the ball in the air, you're in trouble. And, and I'm sorry if people think we're just harping on this, but that is the question. Yeah, no, it's the, I think it's the, it's the big question mark moving into the rest of the season. We've talked about this stretch of games four or five times now. It, it, we've at least mentioned it in every, in every podcast and every episode so far. This is the start of a pretty crucial section of the season and they got to be able to, they got to be able to rack up wins and rack up wins quickly. And when you're not sure who your quarterback's going to be or if your quarterback is even comfortable in the pocket when you give him the ball, 
It's a big question mark. Yeah, well, and uh, like you said, just such an important kind of stretch here. I, the, the next five weeks, in my opinion, define the season. You get North Dakota, you host Indiana State next week, and then you go to Western Illinois, and then South Dakota and Illinois State kind of round out that, that five-week stretch. You got to at least get four. And you have to win your home games yeah. during this. Um, I think being at home will help. I, I also think the the Youngstown State defense should be able to keep this team in the game. It's just a matter of can the offense do enough to get them over the ledge again. Yeah, they they can't just keep they can't turn the ball. They can't they can't do have turnover on downs. They can't give the ball. They can't have too many three and outs. They got to give the defense at least a rest. Um, to be able to, you know, you know, get a breather on the sidelines and everything before, you know, trotting back onto the field. Um, you got to finish drives. Yeah, that's the big. That's, that's I, how, the big how many drives in the last couple of weeks have you and I seen that they've yeah. turned it over on the other side of the field? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You can't kill week. momentum. You can't do that. I mean, that's kind of what they've done. I mean, Kentucky, they get, you know got the ball out of the one yard line and a, a fade route, Goal which kind of kills the momentum. Yeah. yeah, and penalties, man. Yeah, they mm-hmm. have been bad the yeah. last two games now how much of that is you're, you're at an sec stadium and then you're in the fargo dome which is probably top 10 toughest fcs yeah. road game to play in um you can't keep fall starting i mean and not just fall starting and killing drives they're doing this in like third and one situations and just costing themselves points and then you know there was that moment in the north dakota state game last week it's like Fourth and one from the one, they're still running guys onto yeah, the field. The, the ball is snapped. The, yeah. They get flagged on a play. Demetric otherwise would have scored a touchdown on a sneak. Yeah, I, you, you got to figure this stuff out because that's the kind of stuff that will be the difference between a four and seven season or a six and seven win season. Yeah. Um. So, Youngstown State welcoming North Dakota to. Stanball Stadium this weekend, uh, 570 WKBN is the radio call. Um, it's going to be on ESPN Plus as well. Joel will be there. I'll be there. We'll have all your coverage. And one other thing to mention, North Dakota comes in at number 22 in the top 25. So you get a good chance if to get a ranked come out with a win. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a big confidence booster moving forward into a crucial stretch of the season. And the kind of win a playoff committee member yes. will think very yes. highly of. Yes, exactly. So we'll see how it plays out as it goes. Um, but now it's time for our MVFC breakdown uh, recap preview. Joel, take it away. I mean, kind of the only surprise last week I thought was North Dakota beating mm-hmm. Missouri State the way it did. Uh, UND trailed 21 to 10 in the second quarter, rallied back to 21 to 20 at halftime, and then just blew the doors yeah. off of Missouri State in the second half. I just put the pedal to the metal. Um, I think they led 48 to 24 before like a late garbage time score. Okay. So th- that second half was not close. And that's the thing. Phillips noted about this North Dakota team. You might get them down. They're not going away. Yeah. If, you got to keep them down. If, <laughs> if you're, if, YSU will have to put this week's game away itself. They're, the North Dakota won't beat itself. Um, so certainly a, a big result for North Dakota, and they could kind of get on a roll here. Um, next week's game notwithstanding. Speaking of the Jackrabbits, they thumped Western Illinois 34-10, to not really – a surprise. I, the only surprise was it wasn't by more. 
Uh, Northern Iowa, 20. Indiana State, 14. Is that like two in a row? Is two in a row for Northern Iowa? It might be. I'd have to go look. Because they, um, they started off the season on that, that losing streak. They lost like two or they, three in a row. They did. Then, and but. I saw an interesting stat that their rush defense is like in the bottom 10 of the FCS. Wow. Now, when is the last time yeah, you could say that say. out north? <laughs> I was uh, that's, say. that's not usual there. And then the only other game, Southern Illinois squeaked by Illinois State 19-14. to 14. Uh, The Salukis, I feel like, are hard to figure out because that was a game yeah. they probably could have won by more. At the same time, they've won three straight. So that probably... Just glad to come out with a win and on track now. Yep. Um, this week, North Dakota State at Indiana State. That's not going to be close. Southern Illinois at Missouri State. I Kind of intriguing to me because the Bears have been knocked on their heels now. I What, two straight losses, three yeah. straight now for them? Um, going to be one to watch because this Southern Illinois team, if they could win, find a way to win that, could really get themselves back into the national conversation. Um South Dakota at South Dakota State, in-state rivalry, I you always love those. I don't know that the Coyotes can pull an upset, but you never know in, in a rivalry game. So yeah. just keep an eye on it. And then Illinois State at Northern Iowa, which I don't think is a very groundbreaking game, but, you know. It's just one to mention. But you get Illinois State here yeah. in a few weeks, so just keep an eye on the Redbirds. There you go. All right. Um, any basketball news, anything else you want to share that? No, I the, – the Horizon League ballots came out today, okay. as a matter of fact. So we'll have that kind of moving forward. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these teams kind of come together. A lot of newcomers on both sides. Yeah. Um, probably get more into basketball in the next week or two. I'll start stopping by practices again. So okay. just get excited for basketball season too. Should be a fun winter here in Youngstown. Stay tuned. Um, Joel's going to be, you know, chugging coffee at the sidelines once basketball season starts and football's going at the same time. Um, but all right, guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of ice cap insights. We're here every Thursday morning. Um, so set that, those notifications on subscribe, hit the like button, um, on anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast, Spotify, Google podcasts, Apple, uh, wherever you wherever you like to listen to your podcast. We also have the links on our website um, at www.vindy.com and www.triptoday.com. So make sure to tune in um, every Thursday for another episode of Ice Cap Insights. Until then, we'll see you later. Mm-hmm.